That's right, big welcome. And that's what we're talking about today, is big welcome. So you have to stretch your arms out. This is why I don't want you to hit anybody. You can say big welcome. People in the benches can say too, big welcome. And we're talking about, we have a really nice short reading today. And beautiful. Do you feel like reading today? Do you want to read out loud for me? Yeah, come up here. All right, so you brought a snack. Here, this is great. I'm gonna have a good time here. Okay, Searsha, will you come up and read the first reading? So we're gonna to read together from the Word of God, and this is from the Gospel of Matthew. It's really short. And, oh, I have a clicker. Click. Okay, so Searsha's gonna read. All right, can you read this? Do you want, just wait, just wait, Judah, let's let Searsha have a turn. Do you want it, you can look at it here or you can look at it there? Or you can just be like, nah, I'm done. Okay, somebody else want to have a turn? All right, Eleanor, I see that hand. You can even stand right there. Anyone who welcomes me, welcome, wait. Anyone who welcomes you, welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Suppose someone welcomes a prophet as a prophet. They will receive, receive a prophet's reward. And suppose someone welcomes a godly person as a godly person. They will receive a godly person's reward. Cool. Thanks, Eleanor. And so let's read this last slide all together. Suppose someone gives even a cup of cold water to a little one who follows me. What I am about to tell you is true. That person will certainly be rewarded. The Gospel of Christ. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Great. And so when we read the Bible, we have to do, we have to think about a few things. And this morning I'm gonna call them the big five. Can you give somebody near you a high five? High five, big five, and put out five fingers. And are you ready? These are the questions that we have to ask ourselves when we read the word of God. Are you ready? First question. What do we have to, number one, who can read that with me? Number one, who is talking? And grown-ups, you can say this too. Number two, who is that person talking to? Number three, what did they mean when they said it? Number four, does it mean anything to me now? And number five, what do I do about it? So those are the big five questions that we ask ourselves when we read the word of God every time. Because we can read pieces of scripture all the time, but it's so important to know, well, who, who actually said that? And are we echoing? You can take it that way. Thank you. Who said that? And... What did they, who were they talking to? And what did they mean? So we're going to find out. So up all the people up, small people down here, up on, the, up on your feet. You're going to go to the benches. You're going to find a Bible, and you're going to find a grown-up. And when you have a Bible and a grown-up near you, you're going to raise your hand. Okay? Tell me when you're ready. Go, 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 go. Okay? Bible and a grown-up. Who's ready? Got a Bible and a grown-up. This is good. There's going to be something good that happens. Bible and a grown-up. Yes, Belinda. Nate and Kate are here. They are grown-ups. 
without kids. They could totally read. Look, they have nobody. Big Dave, anyone? All right. Okay. So are you ready? With your grown-up. This is now, now we're respectful of the Bibles. We're not going to rip them. But as fast as you can, you're going to try and find out with your grown-up. Oh, 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 I gave it away. Dang it. Number one and number two. I said dang. It's all right. That's a pretend swear word. Um, you're going to find out who's talking and who is that person talking to. And see, that's what you're looking right there. Matthew 10, 40 to 42. And as soon as you think you know who's talking and who's the person talking to, you're going to raise your hand or you're going to say, oh, we got it, we got it, we got it. Okay, ready, steady, go. Matthew 10, 40, 40 to 42. Amy knows? You knew right away, Amy? Jesus. And who is Jesus talking to, Amy? And who is Jesus talking to? Who's everybody? He was talking to some special people. Get your grown-up to tell you particularly. Who was he talking to? Oh, 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 no. No, not the prophets. No. Eleanor? Yes, he was talking to the 12 disciples, Shannon Gibosh and Eleanor Pallister. Disciples, you're right, Amy, the disciples. Okay, so that's, we just found out you can come back to your mats here. Thank you so much. Say thank you to your grown-up. You can, you, you can leave your Bibles there. So he's talking to his disciples. So do we remember who the disciples are? Yeah. Who, somebody that's not one of my kids. Who are the disciples? Anybody. Anybody. Doesn't have to be a kid. Who are the disciples? What do we mean by that? The dudes who followed Jesus around. And does anybody know what kind of jobs they did before they followed Jesus around? Fishermen. Yeah, fishermen, you just call it out, tax collectors. So were they really like super fancy guys? No, pretty just like people that did like everyday work. So then number three, everybody put your hands out, number three. What's our number three question? What did Jesus mean when he said it? Is there a, something that I'm doing or not doing with the, with the worm? Okay. We're just feeding back. Okay, so let's look at these verses again. Anyone who welcomes you, so he's talking to his disciples now, remember? So when this happened, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he was sending them out to go and talk to people. He was saying, you're going to go out to villages. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to stay in people's houses. He actually said to them, don't take anything with you. Don't even take coats with you. Don't take food with you. I want you to trust me, and I want you to trust the people that you meet to provide for you. And then he said, anybody that welcomes you welcomes me. Who's talking? Jesus. Jesus. So what did that mean? Jesus actually wasn't going with them. So how did that work? If anybody that welcomed those disciples were, was welcoming Jesus, how does that work? Yeah? So Jesus is inside the disciples. Yeah, that's kind of a crazy mystery about being a follower of Jesus, is that the word of God says that Jesus lives inside of us. You know, Pax, is it okay if I tell 
what you said when you were little about Jesus coming to live inside your heart? No. Can I tell a little bit about it? Or do you want to tell about it? Yeah. Okay. So Pax had an awesome preschool teacher who was talking to him about inviting Jesus to come and live inside his heart. And Pax came home and he said to me a super interesting thing. Do you remember? Yeah, it was Mrs. Pam. I what did thought you say? Jesus actually had stuff. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. So what were you concerned about if Jesus was going to come live inside your heart? What were the questions that you had? How much stuff he would bring inside. Yeah, what was he going to bring with him? Do you remember the specifics? Did Jesus have a... Bite. Does Jesus have a bicycle? If he moves into my heart, will there be a lot of stuff in there with Jesus? (laughs) And so I said, Pax, those are really good questions. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to get you to put the mic up. And I even said, does Jesus have a car? Maybe that would be right. And that's a really good question to ask. Because if we invite Jesus to come live inside of us, we should probably know what he's going to bring. I mean, I think that's a very wise thing to think about. And this is crazy. Isn't this amazing? This says that if you are a follower of Jesus and you're going somewhere, that whoever welcomes you is welcoming Jesus. And then what does it say after that? And anyone who welcomes me, Jesus, also welcomes who? Readers, what does that say? Welcomes the the one who sent me. Who's the one who sent Jesus? The Father, God the Father, that's right. And so what we need to know, can I ask one of my friends at the back to grab me a glass of water? That would be so great. So one thing you have to know about this Bible passage that's really important is that in this Bible passage, Jesus is talking about specifically welcoming people that are servants of God, right? Welcoming, thank you, Nate, so much. Welcoming people that are servants of God, followers of Jesus. Now, do we know from other times that we've read the Bible, who does Jesus want us to welcome? Everybody, Everybody, right? Everybody. So we know when we read this one part of the Bible, this doesn't mean that we only welcome other people that are followers of Jesus. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying we only welcome people that also follow Jesus, because that would be... Well, weird and boring and unfriendly, in my opinion. And we know Jesus welcomed so many other people, he actually got in trouble about it. Do you guys even remember stories about that, where Jesus hung out with people that other people thought he wasn't supposed to hang out with? So we know Jesus welcomed everybody. But right now, in this verse, he's talking about welcoming holy men and women of God. And he's talking here about prophets. Does anybody know what a prophet does? Somebody in the benches, give me a definition of what a simple definition. What does a prophet do? Who's a prophet? Yes, ma'am. I see that prophet. Right. So a prophet is somebody that declares what God's word they've been given an impression of, declares what God's doing. Somebody else. To their community. Okay, so what does this say up here? Because this is important. I don't know. When I hear about rewards, I kind of want to know. They receive what? A prophet's reward. So if you welcome somebody into your home or you welcome somebody that delivers the word of God to your community, then you get a prophet's reward. What kind of rewards do you think a prophet gets? Yeah, Nori, what do you think? 
a good feeling, yeah. I mean, a prophet would have the reward of feeling great about giving the word of God. Anybody else? What kind of rewards do you think a prophet gets? What do you think? I don't know. Not sure. Matt. They could be tossed in a well. Sometimes prophets don't get great rewards. What about you, Saoirse? That would be awesome if prophets got cotton candy. So then maybe it would mean that you got cotton candy. And then the same thing happens here too in the next verse. It says, um, and so, oh, sorry, we're back here. And somebody welcomes a godly person. So what does godly mean? Or at other verses it says righteous. Anybody know? Guess. Godly. What do you think godly means? Holy. What do you think? You're shaking your head. Do you know? Guesses? What do you think godly means? holy somebody yeah somebody who does godly things so it says you get a godly person's reward so when we do what's right what kinds of stuff does god give us hang in there we're almost there we're going to go quick through this bit a good feeling yeah good feeling the word of god says that god does bless us for being righteous okay so then the last little one, oh my goodness, what just happened here? I didn't even plan that when I asked for water. What did this happen? If somebody even gives a cup of cold water to a little one who follows me. Now, wait a second. I thought you guys just told me that Jesus' disciples were men. I thought you told me these were grown-ups that he was talking to. Why would he call them little ones? Because maybe they're not that important. No. They maybe they're not that important. What do you think? You could okay to disagree. You're not sure? Why do you think? Why do you think? People in the benches, why do you think God would call his disciples little ones? These little ones. Maybe he was bigger than them? That could be. Because we're all children of God. Because we're all children of God? What do you think? Here's one suggestion I have. Prophets in that day, so everybody put your arms out and say prophets, prophets. They were sort of like way up here. So stretch up tall. You can even stand up, people that are tired of standing on the mat and you want to touch each other. So prophets were way up here. And then they were talking about sort of godly people. And then the fishermen and the tax collectors and the guys who were going out to represent Jesus Nobody knew they were important yet, right? Back then, when Jesus was sending them out, people thought they were little ones, right? Nobody knew they were important yet. You could sit down again. So actually, uh, I would like to ask a question of Evangeline. You don't have to answer out loud, but I just want you to think about this. What are some of the things that you do when you know that someone is coming over for dinner to your house? No, 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 no. I'm talking to Evangeline. What kinds of things do you do to get ready? Pax, you're going to go sit beside your dad, please, because you can't stop touching Judah. Yeah, then you have to stop touching Judah. What do you do? What kinds of things does your family do when you have a guest coming over? Any ideas? You think about it for a minute. Somebody else, what kinds of things do you do when you have somebody come and visit? Somebody that's not my kid. Thank you. Yes. In a minute, I'll get, I'm trying to be fair, but other, you guys have lots of good answers. What about you? What kinds of things do your mom and dad do? Um, Judah. Clean. Say. Clean. Okay. 
They clean up. Right. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Eleanor. What kinds of things do we do when somebody comes over for dinner? You set up the table. We put out a tablecloth. Yeah. We'll get out special toys. That's right. Okay. Right, so set up games, set up charity. Pax, what was your answer going to be? What kinds of things do we do when somebody's coming over? She took all of your answers. Okay, what about if your grandma's coming to town or you have a visitor that's staying in your house? Cook food. Okay, anybody, what if you have a visitor, anybody that's coming to stay in your house? What are some things we do to get ready for them? Make the bed. What else? Make the bed all fancy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, what about like a super important visitor? Have you ever been somewhere where you have seen like maybe it was your school or maybe it was a parade where there was a super important visitor coming to visit your town or your school? Anybody can answer. What kinds of stuff do you do to get ready? Just call it out. Put up a welcome sign. There's probably like a huge fancy ceremony. Ceremonies. Anybody? Okay. So now, kids that are getting restless, I want you to spread way away where nobody can touch you. Okay? And I want you to think for a second if you knew that God was coming over to your house for dinner. So I said to you guys, get ready. Today is the day that Jesus is coming to your house for dinner. And I want you to think about what you would do to get ready, and I'm going to count to three, and on number three, you're going to make a shape with your arms or with your whole body like a statue that's going to show me what are you going to do to get ready for Jesus to come to your house for dinner. Okay, so think about it for a second. Close your eyes and think. For a sleepover, Jesus is coming for a sleepover. Okay, close your eyes and think about what you want to do. Ready? Ready? And you're going to, I'm going to count to three, and one, two, three, you're going to show me with your body. Ready? One, two, three. Show me with your body. Show me with your body. Okay, great. What does that pose mean? You're giving him some gifts. Awesome. You're in a box. What does that mean? You've got a present for him. What is your pose? Karate chopping watermelon. You're karate chopping a watermelon. I love it. I what are you? Oh, I love it. Karate chopping a watermelon. What are you doing to get ready for Jesus to come to your house for dinner? I'll come back to you. What is your pose? Cooking. You're cooking. Mrs. Rose, what are you doing? Welcome. You're welcoming him. Mine was imagining the biggest bouquet of flowers ever. What are you doing? What's that pose? A trying, you're a tiny T-Rex doing what? You're running, running so fast to meet him. What are you doing? You baked some cupcakes. And what about you? What's your pose mean? What are you doing to welcome Jesus to your house for dinner? Welcome. And so there were some guests that came to our country yesterday. This was in Ottawa. And we had Prince Charles... And his wife, who's Camilla, and she's a duchess. And Prince Charles is the son of Queen Elizabeth, who is the Queen of Canada. 
And after his mother dies, he's the person who's next in line to be the king of Canada. And he comes in the name of the queen. She sends him. And he was the official visitor. And when they came to Ottawa, look at what's happening there. What are they riding in? The fanciest carriage. It was so special. And they polished it up. And only very special people get to ride in that carriage. And who do they have behind them? Oh, people in uniforms. And so what Jesus is saying is that we, if we invite anyone to come into our house that is a follower of his, it's like we're inviting Jesus to come to dinner. Now, I don't think Jesus necessarily expects us to polish up a carriage or get RCMP officers or make welcome signs, but it makes you think a little bit differently about how we welcome other people to come into our home and how we welcome other people who are other followers of Jesus because Jesus says, you're, when you welcome them, you're welcoming me. You're welcoming the Jesus that's inside of them. And sometimes we're welcoming all their Jesus stuff too, their Jesus bicycle or their Jesus things, whatever it is. So there's a couple of things about a welcome. Somebody welcomes and you also have to receive it. Sirsha, can you have a seat? Please put your mat down. Thank you. So the word, oh, that's our fourth question. I forgot to say. Big four. Okay, number four. Put out your four. We just answered it. Number four. Does it mean anything to me now? So that's what it means, right? Is we're welcoming. We're welcoming the Jesus in somebody. And this word here, receiving, a, receiving someone. We receive a reward. We receive the reward of God. But it's such an interesting word because it means to actively receive it. We have to do something with it. So Shannon Gibosh was the fastest opener upper. No. Oh, the fastest she and well she, it was her fan for so she gets to do this for me. So Shannon, I just wonder, I just wanted to present this gift to you. I just have to whisper something. Okay. Now uh, don't worry, there's something for everybody inside that present that Shannon's going to open, okay? There's something for everybody there. What do you think? Does she look like she likes that? You can stand up and look at her with that present. You can go see what it is. What do you think she thinks of that present? Does she like that present? What does she think of it? I think she likes it. You think she likes it? Well, does she love that present that I just gave to her? She doesn't know if she likes it yet. What do you mean she doesn't know if she likes it yet? Well, she hasn't opened it yet. Well, Shannon, what kind of a present opener are you? Are you somebody that takes a long time to open presents? Do you like to save? No, 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 back off. Nobody touched that present except Shannon. Do you like to take a long time to open the present? Okay. So who here likes to take a long time to open presents, like to save the paper if it's really nice paper? Okay, who here, hands, show of hands, show of hands. Who's a ripper? Who's a present ripper? Me. Yeah, present ripper. In our house, you know, 
Pax and Saoirse and Eleanor's dad loves to rip paper so much that sometimes he'll rip the paper off of a present and then he'll just rip the paper. So when we get a gift from God, it's a little bit like this. We actually have to receive. And so what we're learning today is that, do you know what our presents are? Is each other. So when somebody comes to our house, somebody new comes to our church, what, how do you think we can open each other? We're not, we, we're not actually going to rip each other open. That would be very weird and wrong. No. That would be so funny. But what do you think it means to receive this reward or receive each other? What do you think it means? Open it. Open it. How do we open it? Open it. Big people. Anyone. Anyone. Help me out here. Yeah. Being friends, finding out. I think we better open that present. We better open that present. We have to receive what God has for us. Okay. No, Pax doesn't know. We went, I went into the store and then I wrapped it with the wrapping paper in the store on the counter and all the people at the Safeway were so interested why I was wrapping this up in Safeway this morning. They said, what kind of fun are you having here? I said, I'm getting ready for Sunday school. What is it? Oh, she's a slow opener. She's a slow opener. Oh, 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 yay! Oh, that looks great. So we could share those. Awesome. Okay, cool. So let's open those up. So come back and have a seat for your snack. Have a seat. And so we talked about how when we welcome other people into our lives, this next question, somebody say big five, number five, right? What do we do about this? Well, sometimes when we receive other people in and they receive us, sometimes it's very neat. We open the paper very beautifully. It's very nicely ordered. Sometimes, though, it's messy. It's messy when we welcome each other. And do you know who one of my favorite people is? Miss Frizzle, who runs the magic school bus. And do you know what she says that you have to do in order to learn lessons? Does anybody know what Miss Frizzle always says? Yeah, make mistakes and and take you put your hand up. Take risks. Take chances. Makes mistakes. Yes. This is what Miss Frizzle says. To learn anything, we have to take chances. We have to make mistakes and we have to get messy. And that is the way that hospitality works sometimes. When we open up our lives to each other, it doesn't always look neat. Sometimes it looks like giving 12 children bags of chips. We'll have to find the vacuum after church, won't we? We're literally going to do that. So we're going to do a before communion. We're going to have communion today. But Sophia and Eleanor and I are going to do a little show for you with Mrs. Rose's puppet stage while you eat your chips. And it's about 
welcoming other people. So why don't you make a space here? Everybody can get a bag of chips. And we're going to take a chance. Anybody need a mat? Yes, I need three. Can you run a PowerPoint for me? Get your mat. The mic turned on. Hello? Can anybody tell me, is this working? I think it's working. Yay! I've been walking forever. We've been trying to meet people so that we could pray for them and also talk more about Jesus, but I'm so hungry. We didn't bring any food. We didn't bring anything with us. Is I'm there, so tired. Is there anywhere for us to stay? Oh. I, I don't see... I don't see any restaurants or hotels here at all. Is somebody hungry? <gasps> yes, yes, we're, we're very hungry, but, but there's no hotels or restaurants or anything near here, and we've been walking to try and meet people to, to tell them all about Jesus and pray for them, but we don't know where to eat. Well, then how about you come over to my house? I've got a bunch of food. We can eat together. What? What? I know you don't know me, but any friend of God is a friend of mine. Come in and dig in. Whoa. I practically got like a whole feast over <gasps> here. <Woo>. See? <laughs> oh, thank you. See? Uh, why, why would you do this for us? Oh, well, let me tell you. I see what's happening here. I welcomed you to come in and it's strange I don't even know you and still I've told you to come in I need your fill Open your mouths, let's begin There's lots for you to eat so let's dig in I know it's a lot, the steak, the cod But when I welcome you, I welcome God So what can I say except you're welcome And I welcome the Father too 
Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. And so with that in mind, I welcome you. You're welcome, you're welcome. Wow. When there's someone that you don't know, but they follow Jesus, they're your bro. And if you welcome and care for them, a godly woman, a rabbit, or a man, also you're blessed when you say, come here and sit with me and share my day. Whatever I've got is yours to share. And I know that God will be there. Words are so on the PowerPoint. Say except you're welcome, and I welcome the Father too. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. And so with that in mind, I welcome you. You're welcome, you're welcome. When you welcome someone who's really a thing, a prime minister, prophet, a princess, a king, you polish the windows and clean up the floor. You hang special welcome signs over the door. You preen, you prep, you probably fuss. Welcome is something that's natural. It says, what is the lesson here? What is the takeaway? The reward is the feeling you get when they're gone away. Everybody now! So what can we say except you're welcome and we welcome the Father too. Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome. And so with that in mind, we welcome you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great. So just as you're finishing up your snack, we're going to start moving towards having communion together today. And we're actually going to serve communion in a little bit of a different way today. Mr. Rick, thanks for being on board. Mr. Rick has prepared communion like he always does. Thank you so much. Uh, you can hang out there for a minute. I'm going to chat first. So if... If you stand at the ready, you'll be standing a long time, sorry. Um, so Mr. Rick has prepared communion for us, as he always does. But when I was thinking about getting ready for communion today, I was thinking about how Papa Gordy's been sharing over the last few weeks with those of us at Upstairs Church about expanding the table and how we welcome each other and how so often that takes giving something of ourselves and how this, when we have communion, it really is the ultimate welcome from Jesus. It's the thing he told us to do again and again. And it's the thing that he said, when you do this together, remember me. And when he took bread, what did he do with it? We already have it. It's already been done ahead of time for us. But he actually had a whole loaf of bread. What did he do with it, Nori? He broke the bread. And when he broke the bread, what did he say? This is my body that I am breaking for you. And sometimes that's what it's like when we have to welcome other people in our lives. We give of ourselves, but it's not always that we give when we feel the best, right? People don't always need help when we're having a really great day. We had a flood in our house last week, and my awesome friend Gordy was like, no problem, I can bring that carpet cleaner over. No problem. 
And he was very kind, and he said, yep, you know what? I will wait to watch. I was going to hang out with Shannon and watch a movie. It's okay. I can wait to do that. Sorry, I told him publicly, and he hates being acknowledged publicly. I didn't even ask you ahead of time. Pretend you never heard anything. Pretend an anonymous person stopped watching a movie. Anyway, I, I, sorry, Gordy, I shouldn't have publicly said it, but without asking you. But what I'm saying is sometimes helping other people comes when we feel broken. And sometimes we really do genuinely have to say, no, I'm sorry. That's too much for me today. I need to say no to doing that. And it's okay to be safe and feel that way. But there's such a beautiful picture at the communion table whenever we celebrate communion together. And there are so many thousands, millions of our brothers and sisters who follow Jesus, who around the world today are doing this same thing that we're doing. And we welcome someone in the name of Jesus. It's incredible. One of the things that my family and I do is we work with a missions organization. And that means there's times where we have phoned up to a different city or even a different country, and just said, hey, the only thing that you know about us is that we serve Jesus, and we work with an organization called Youth of the Mission. Do you have anywhere for us to stay? And do you know, especially in America, we have had so many generous, generous American families and friends who have rolled out special food and made beds and welcomed us in. And so the way that we're going to take communion today is that I would like you to take communion, but not for yourself today. So you're going to come and you're going to take communion, and kids, you can have a chance to do it first, and if you're nervous about carrying it somewhere, then you can even ask your grown-up to come up here, but I don't want you to take communion for yourself. I want you to take the communion, and I want you to give it to somebody else as a gift today to say thank you for the ways that they have given to you, especially when they're broken. Do your moms and dads help you even when they're tired? Do they help you even when they're grumpy? Do they help you even when they seriously don't feel like helping you? That's what it looks like. So we also have something very special that's going to happen today during communion. And Miss Helen is going to sing a special song for us, and I think Stephen is going to help play for her too. So what we'll do now is I'm going to get you to put your chip bags away, and I'm going to you, get you to take your mats and put them over here. And I'm going to invite you to go back now and sit with your families. Now, if you'd like to come up and get communion first, you totally can, but then that way... If you have, if you need help to carry some bread, you can. And you're just going to go sit down with Dad for now. Thanks, everybody. And we'll make some space. Great. And just sit down. And on the, I've lost my clicker. I think Wade had the clicker. If you put it forward, when the words, if people would like to sing, this is a simple song. And so... We're just going to wait until everybody's back in their spot, and we're going to take a deep breath again while we get ready for this. This is a very special part of what we do together at church. So we'll just take a minute. You can put down anything that you have in your hands if it might be distracting to you.
um, you're just going to think about somebody that you would like to give communion to today to be able to say thank you. And then also part of that is going to be noticing in a minute if there's someone around you that hasn't received communion yet, someone that you'd like to give to. It might be that you need to bring it to more than one person. And this is a risk that we're taking. We're taking a chance doing communion this way. And we might make a whole bunch of mistakes and it might even be messy. And that's okay. That's what happens sometimes when we try and serve each other and welcome each other. And so we're going to take a b another big, deep breath again together now. Hmm. Jesus, Lord of all creation, through your goodness, we have this bread to offer. And we have this wine to offer. It's the, in the tradition that I come from, we would say it's the fruit of the vine and it's the work of human hands. And Lord, we thank you for these symbols of this bread and this juice today. This bread and this juice that you've given us to show us your body and your blood and how you were broken and poured out for us. And reminding us today of how there are other people around us who have given to us even when they've been broken. And we want to say thank you. And we thank you for this incredible word that when we receive each other, when we receive our brother or sister that follows you, we receive you. And that even giving one little cup of cold water is a blessing that you will reward us for. So I ask that your presence would be with us. We ask your blessing upon these gifts that have been offered now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we ask your blessing on each one of us that you would speak to us today. And Lord, if I pray, I pray that for those of us who feel scared of welcoming others because we've been hurt before, because it's been messy, because we took a chance and it didn't go well, because it was a mistake that we or somebody else made, that you would bring healing today and that you would give us the strength and the courage to take another chance. And we ask your blessing on this time of communion together now. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to invite Helen to sing. Please come in your own time and then in a little while when it seems good to us and to the Holy Spirit when the song feels done and it seems like everybody's had communion, just sit quietly till it seems like everybody's had communion and then we'll just say a little prayer blessing before we go, okay? So we can, we can take our time. You're welcome to sing along with us.
Thank you so much for serving each other. That was really beautiful to watch. Please don't feel that you have to run away if you're enjoying sitting quietly. Um, or if you feel like you would like more prayer, please feel free to come to the front or grab somebody that you trust to pray with you. And may you be blessed to take chances and make mistakes and get messy this week in all the best ways. If you um, are able to, or it doesn't disrupt what you're going on, if you would stand with me, and I'm going to pray a prayer, a blessing from the end of the book of Jude. And it says this, Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory and majesty, power and authority before all time, now and forever. May you be blessed to go to love and serve the Lord in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks. Have a great week.